Hey everybody, how's it going out there? Welcome back to Living the Creative Act, where we read the Creative Act by Rick Rubin and talk about it a little bit. Thanks so much for stopping by. We're here uh, live on Twitch every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and of course on YouTube uh, later uh, if you missed it. Um, let's hop right into it. Uh, the name of the section is called Listening. When listening, there is only now. In Buddhist practice, a bell is rung as part of the ritual. The sound instantly pulls the participant into the present moment. It's a small reminder to wake up. While the eyes and the mouth can be sealed, an ear has no lid, nothing to close. It takes in what surrounds it. It receives but can't transmit. The ear is simply present to the world. When we hear, sounds enter the ear autonomously. Often we're not aware of the original sounds and their full range. Listening is paying attention to those sounds being present with them, being in communication with them. Though we say that we listen with the ears or the mind might be a misconception. Though we say we listen with the ears or the mind, that might be a misconception. We listen with the whole body, our whole self. The, vib the vibrations filling the space around us, the act of sound waves hitting the body, the spatial perceptions they indicate, the internal physical reactions they stimulate, this is all part of listening. Certain bass sounds can only be felt in the body. They can't be perceived by the ears. The difference can be noticed when listening to music through headphones instead of listening through speakers. Headphones create an illusion, tricking your senses into believing you are hearing everything the music is offering. On the other hand, many artists refuse to use headphones in the studio as it is a poor replica of the real-world listening experience. With speakers, we are closer to the sound of instruments in the room, immersed physically in a full sonic spectrum of vibration. Many of us experience life as if we're taking it through a pair of headphones. We strip away the full register we hear information, but don't detect the subtler vibrations of feeling in the body. When you practice listening with the whole self, you expand the scope of your consciousness to include vast amounts of information otherwise missed and discover more material to feed into your heart art habit and discover more material to feed to your heart and discover more material to feed your art habit. If it's music you're listening to, consider closing your eyes. You may find yourself getting lost in the experience. When the piece ends, you might be surprised by where you find yourself. You've been transported to another place, the place where music lives. Okay, that's super interesting. Uh, I love headphones. <laughs> 
And I guess I also love uh, live concerts. And he's saying that uh, there's a difference. And while maybe that's obvious to say, it's it's nice to acknowledge the the difference of vibrations of talking to someone face to face versus over Zoom. And I think I think it's still okay to optimize for a certain listening experience. I mean, today your song has to sound good on TikTok. It has to sound good at a very lo-fi rendition of your song also <laughs> it can't just sound good in a live concert or just sound good in like a perfect studio environment uh which reminds me i saw someone talking uh i think they were on tiktok about how they have so many listens on spotify as a dj uh, but these other djs that he looks up to have like terrible <laughs> terrible spotify numbers but they actually have like live gigs they actually have live working jobs as djs because they know how to run a live dj show and this guy on on tiktok is saying it's not that he's bad at it but he's it's different it's different to optimize for spotify than to optimize for a live show uh and I think, th I think that makes sense to me. Uh, so he also talks about uh, listening with your whole body. And uh, that's something we talk about in, in therapy and probably other places as well, uh, somatic work. Like if you're feeling stressed or happy or sad, like, well, where in your body do you feel that? And that becomes helpful because soon you'll be able to listen to your body and get the cues before something happens, before you get super sad or super angry. And also, when that when that area of your body changes, uh, you'll notice that as well. It's like, oh, I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling lightness where I used to feel darkness and stress. And that's helpful for, for tracking your own emotional journey. Uh, let's see, we are we are a software development stream, so let's talk about software a little bit. Uh, when I'm when I'm working on something, when I'm making uh, like one of the apps I'm working on, I do try to listen in to, I guess the the imperfections to the friction that I'm experiencing in the app. And sometimes I experience that in my body and sometimes I experience that as like a spike in my brain of like, this app should not work this way anymore. It should work this other way. And I use that as a, as a guide to how to improve the UX of the app. But also I use the same process to think about the developer experience of the app of this should be class this should be a protocol um what's a better name for this variable uh i want to have symmetry in my function calls i don't want to have them all scattered and uh a big one is uh, wow deploying to the app store is is so painful look at all these clicks i need to do 
uh, look at all these strange scripting that I need to do. So I've done a lot to clear the way for myself. So when I push to the App Store, I just type SPX App Store. I use my SPX tool and it just builds the app, archives the app, exports the archive and uploads it to the App Store all in, all in one command. And I think that's a good example of how I can uh, tune into different pain points of the developer experience and try to improve them. Uh, there's also things I'm bad at listening at. Uh, I'm bad at listening to numbers and data. I uh, recently had a mentor uh, help me with some spreadsheets. And wow, he's really good at listening to data, like way better than me. Uh, he really made some interesting conclusions uh, from the data I was showing him for my app underway. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. Um, but uh, not everybody, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't want to say this, not everybody should listen to only the data. Uh, when we listen to only the data, then we get this result that we see now. Different websites, they show you a pop-up as soon as you get to the website. Please subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, I haven't even met you yet or seen your face or read two words of your website. How do I know if I want to subscribe to your newsletter? Uh, but the data shows, hey, if we show this newsletter pop-up, then I get more subscribers to my newsletter. And when people subscribe to my newsletter, then they buy my products. So they're just following that data and there's, ugh, that's like, that's not a good, <laughs> that's not a good user experience. Ooh. Imagine just walking around the train station and like <laughs> shoving your newsletter in people's faces that don't even know you. I feel like, I feel like that's what's happening. And it's kind of amazing how much practice listening takes. Like I've put a lot of effort into listening to the developer experience, into the user experience. My mentor has put a lot of effort into listening to data. And yeah, it's, a <laughs> it's such a really big world out there. Uh, and, it, and I try, <laughs> I am good at a lot of things, but I, definitely things I'm not good at. Um, it is more than full stack. We are full queue here, but there's still, there's still so much more out there. And I don't see anything in the chat. Um, but uh, thanks so much for sticking around and listening to me talk about listening today. Uh, I'll be here same time next week at 2 p.m. And thank you to the Twitch subscribers, uh, Bruce Leaf and Lushvino, and thank you to the GitHub sponsors, uh, OX Leaf. And I will, um, I'll see you next time.